yo, 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 what up? It's your host Selinas, aka Shorty Duwap, and today I'm going to be speaking on the power of being an earth empath. And for those of you who do not know what an earth empath is, I will break it down for you and I will start with the meaning of an empath. An empath is someone who is highly sensitive and tends to absorb the emotional and physical energy of other people into their own bodies. Somebody that can truly relate or even if you don't relate with how someone is feeling, you put yourself in their shoes. Like, so if they are going through something traumatic, something heartfelt, you feel that too. I remember being in school and when kids used to get in trouble, like if they were getting yelled at or however, even in in my home, like when my sister would be getting yelled at, I felt it as if it was me getting yelled at. And I used to not have a clue. Of course, I was younger of what in the world is going on. Why do I feel as if, you know, the teacher or my mom is specifically targeting me? Why do I feel so deeply for other people and it is because I am an empath and then down the line I realized that I am an earth empath on top of that but empaths also have an intimate communion with nature including with the earth planets and animals the best part about being an empath is that empaths can deeply feel all that is positive wholesome and healthy in others and the universe and the downside is that empaths become exhausted anxious and burned out from sensory overload and sensory overload is just overstimulation from one's environment like noise from large crowds or being around a constant flow of traffic like for instance me living on a main road and even like the over engagement with technology things along those lines is what uh, sensory overload means so an earth empath is a special type of empath Someone who is keenly aware of the natural world and all of the earth's changes. So the beauty of a waterfall can exhilarate and energize an earth empath, whereas the toxicity of the air and pollutants can make them feel sick, exhausted, or even depressed. It took me some time to figure out I was an earth empath. For the longest, I was just self-diagnosing myself as moody. I was just a moody individual and that was that. But my moods would fluctuate and my energy would be up and down so often that it, it grabbed my attention. I felt like, you know, there's something more to this. So I had to do some more research and really some deep soul searching because I knew if I tried to get a doctor's perspective or opinion that it would involve me getting on medications. And well, I am just not the type of individual who would want to be taking medication. I would rather figure myself out on my own, especially without the need of having to tell me that I am something that I am not. And I felt that 
going the route of a doctor was going to do that to me. So since I had that feeling, I listened to myself. And well, listening to myself led me down the path of figuring out who I am as an earth empath. So I remember reading something about earth empaths and it started off asking, how do you know if you are an earth empath? Then it said, you are highly sensitive to intuiting the earth's changes in your body, sensually and energetically. You can feel the power of a thunderstorm, the loveliness of the moon and the warmth of the sun on your shoulders. That's all it took for me to read, to feel something inside of me, almost smiling because it was like, wow, yes, who I am is starting to make sense. What happens to the earth is intimately connected to an earth empath's body. The beauty and health of the earth nourishes and sustains an earth empath. So the ocean tides affect everyone, but especially earth empaths. And I remember a few years back when I experienced seeing and feeling the Atlantic Ocean for the first time, I had went to Myrtle Beach and I instantly fell in love. I sat by the water and took some of the deepest breaths. I just felt the most connected. I had an abundance of peace come over me. I have never felt something like that in my life. I teared up and and everything. I remember setting my alarm clock for three in the morning just so I could go be next to the ocean again and not around as many people so I can fully take it in and just be able to see the stars and the moon. I felt almost as if they were long lost family members that I finally got to meet and I had them all together, the ocean, the moon, the stars. And it was truly on top of being breathtaking to me. It was eye-opening and life-changing. I used to not be able to wake up early, but the more time I spent traveling and being outdoors and spending time with and appreciating mother nature, the earlier I started waking up and waking up with energy because my sleep was becoming regulated. I found myself not waking up as much in the middle of the night and not having as much trouble falling asleep. My life was falling into place and I gave all praises to our divine universe and the creator. I felt the need to spend so much of my time outdoors. So warm weather fit my needs to being in a better mood. When it's hot out, I prefer sitting outside and soaking it all in. I prefer riding with the windows down and feeling the air flow through my hair and bounce off my skin as opposed to having the window up and the air on. It really makes me extremely happy. Now, don't get me wrong. I I don't have a problem with air conditioners and having them on. I am just saying in order to be at my highest level of fulfillment, I need the outdoors as close to me as possible and the good weather on top of that. So when winter comes 
And since I am in Cleveland, Ohio, winter comes and it comes really hard. It gets so gloomy and so cold. And well, the same feelings of cold and gloominess are felt inside of me and any earth empath for that matter. And it is hard. It is tough to deal with. When I was younger and I would be at my grandmother's house, I would sneak up into the attic so that I can sneak out the attic window and sit on the roof so I could be as close to the sky as possible. I felt that my true home was in the sky. Interesting enough, I found that empaths like myself who have this hard time adjusting to being on this planet need to connect to the earth's energy so that we can more fully inhabit our bodies. Learning how to connect instead of fight the connection is what truly helps anyone's healing journey. Stop fighting your connection with the earth and with the universe. Stop fighting it. Don't question it. Go with the flow of it because it works for you. And the more you work against it, the harder time you are going to have trying to figure yourself out. As a whole, we have to really understand that the earth loves us and loves you specifically. When you fully realize this, you will physically, internally, and externally feel it. If you are an earth empath, that is why you get so hurt or anxious or have health problems when our mother nature is harmed or destroyed. Remember, your body is intimately connected to earth. So whatever changes the earth experiences, it feels as if it is happening to you. When the earth is happy, so are you. And when it's in pain, you are too. If you have changes in your mood and especially in your body, try to be more aware of dramatic earth changes and see if because the earth is experiencing something major, so are you. So then you can put your feelings into context and practice more self-care when these things occur. You may also be sensitive to solar flares. These magnetic storms on the sun affect the magnet fields around the earth and our bodies. Earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, hurricanes, and tornadoes appear to occur after intense solar activity. So during these periods, you may experience headaches, mood swings, anxiety, or even heart palpitations. Studies have shown an association between solar flares and increased depression, anxiety, suicides, and episodes of bipolar disorder. Revolutions and riots across the globe are associated with solar flares. So this is something real and it is huge when it comes to our bodies. But if you are not in tune with yourself spiritually, emotionally, physically, you aren't going to pay any mind to what is truly happening to you and why it is happening to you. 
So it is important to gain this knowledge so that you can flourish, so that you can embrace and act accordingly. Remember, the sun is responsible for life on earth. When it goes through changes, we feel it 93 million miles away. That's intense. And it is also an experience that is amplified for empaths. To stay vibrant, you want to frequently connect with the earth. Spend time in a forest, by the oceans, or in the mountains where you can communicate with the elements and feel at home. To deepen your bond with the earth, you should eat clean, healthy, organic foods. Even better, grow them yourself. A junk food diet separates you from the earth because you are not ingesting the earth's energy. You are ingesting man-made materials and chemicals at that. So if it is factory-made, mechanically separated, all of these nasty things, to be honest, you are nowhere near connecting with the earth. You are connecting with other human beings that honestly, in that time, may not even be wanting to work or are frustrated with their own life. So all of that energy that they are putting into their work or, you know, maybe the hands that made the factory equipment that is processing your food. However, maybe that energy was off. Maybe it was negative and now you are consuming this junk. So you got to keep that in mind when it comes to what you consume, what goes in your body, because it is deeper than just picking something up with a fork or a spoon and putting it in your mouth and chewing and swallowing. It goes so much deeper than that and deep enough to where it should trigger some emotional connection for you to really want to get to know it more and understand it more. It should trigger something in you of interest. You should be interested in figuring out the depths of what you are consuming and possibly what you should change. Regularly practice earthing, which means lying flat on the earth, preferably on grass to soak up the positivity and the strength of our earth walk through or swim in lakes rivers or the ocean gaze at the stars walk barefooted on the grass get connected with our mother nature you can even talk to the earth and ask questions to become more in tune with not only the earth but with yourself you will receive answers through your intuition and the more you practice the better you become at listening to the vibration and energy within yourself and if you are listening to me and this sounds like a bunch of nonsense for one I am sorry that negativity flows that loud inside of you. But secondly, you should start by asking the earth, where do I need to begin to get closer to being an earthly being? The only way to experience the love of life is to appreciate and learn where life lives. And that is in nature. 
any and every time you are outside, even if it's just for a quick minute, like grabbing the mail or taking the garbage out, whatever the case may be, take notice of some beauty outside, whether it's a flower, a cloud, an ant, a weed growing from the crack of the driveway, whatever it is, start to notice and acknowledge, speak out loud and say, that is a beautiful flower. That is a beautiful cloud. That ant is amazing. That weed growing from the crack of the driveway shows determination. Also, if you see garbage on the ground, pick it up and please do not be a part of the population that is trashing our earth. Stop littering and start caring because the less you care about the earth, the less the earth cares for you and you will reflect the lack thereof by feeling blah, by feeling unmotivated, unenergized. Your energy will remain super low and on the days it should be super high, you don't feel that and it is because you are getting what you are giving. If you get good, you are doing good. If you're not getting good, you aren't doing good. Stop being a part of the problem and start being a part of the solution, not only for our divine universe, but for you as a whole. This is part of your purpose. What and how can you contribute to the outside? How can you care for the trees, the flowers, the grass right around you? Something also about trash is that things that are biodegradable, such as plant products, wood, paper, food waste, leaves, grass clippings, etc., should be given back to nature. I know for me, within the last six to eight months, all of my fruits and veggies that were not eaten, I would throw out in the yard and any flowers or plants that would die, I would throw out in my yard also. So like old grapes or banana peels, orange, lemon peels, cilantro stems, anything along those lines, I would find a place in my yard that I could dispose of them at. I have realized that the places that I have been throwing these items the soil and the grass have become more alive. And it just lets me know that I am doing the right thing. It's like the earth is thanking me. I mean, think about it. The area that gets deprived of nutrients simply because it doesn't see enough water or sunlight doesn't hit it as much. It's constantly in the shade. So you are always seeing patchy parts in your yard that aren't alive, like the other parts that see the water and sunlight. These parts need to be fed nutrients. And it's a no-brainer that some nutrients that they may need are in our household. And we are just throwing them in the trash. No need to throw those things in the trash. Now, I am not saying just go around and, you know, your neighborhood and just throw in grapes and banana peels. However, not on the concrete, that is. 
if you throw a grape in the grass, it's not the end of the world. But if you're throwing pop cans or just plastic bags and, you know, things that are harming our environment, that's where you really should focus on not trying to do. Stop littering in that aspect. But again, if it's just like a grape or even a banana peel, it's okay. Just throw it in the grass. Don't throw it anywhere on the cement because it's just not going to thrive. There's no life on cement. Focus on the areas where there's soil and the mother nature will thank you for that. Just feel good about doing so. Other people may not understand and it's not for them to understand, but the more connected that you become, the better you will understand. And that's all that truly matters. It does not matter if someone else looks at you crazy for doing something or for, you know, giving them this knowledge. Not everyone is going to be receptive of these parts of life. And it is okay if you, inside of you, feel that there's something that's being triggered by this episode or you're understanding maybe you nodded your head like man yeah that makes sense or maybe you feel that you are an earth empath I encourage you to research some more and to really find out if you are why not figure it out and understand why you may be a more moodier person than others why when it rains it goes deeper than just maybe your knees hurting like you know some people feel the rain coming on by their knees because they have arthritis you know maybe thunderstorms resonate a little bit more deeper to you than other people maybe when it's pouring outside you feel a huge connection and that is speaking volumes to you So research it and figure out if you are an earth empath because if you are, there is so much more power that lies within you that you have not even touched the surface of. Go out there and figure yourself out a little bit more. And with that, I am going to close this episode. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate all of my listeners. If you have a question that you would like for me to answer, whether it be on my Friday's episode coming up or not, please email me at lifeiseverywherepodcast, the number one at gmail.com. And like I always say, change your perspective, change your attitude, change your mind, and you change your life. I believe in you, so believe in you too. Until next time, I'm out.